I have a problem with David Hetty. You can open a set by being like really distraught and uncomfortable and slow and saying, I want to know what I want to know. Hello, welcome to I Have a Problem with David Hetty. I'm David Hetty, and uh, it's it's been a little while since um, the previous episode, so I suppose I apologize for that. I guess it's more something that I've I've done to, to harm myself than anyone else, if, you know, if at all. Um, it's just been, though, a very busy time. Um, this is being recorded in New York, and I came down here about a week ago, and before that I was in Montreal doing shows, and before that I was having some terrible fever, and then now, in fact, I have this awful stomachache, which I think probably uh, was caused by eating some eggs this morning that were undercooked that I had underboiled. And I think that's a function of being in a strange new place, like I'm subletting an apartment right now, and I can't make the eggs the way I want to um, because I'm just not comfortable in the kitchen. And so somehow, like, maybe... Anyway, so I'm feeling pretty ill. Um, but that's not to say that this isn't a great episode because this wasn't recorded this morning. Um, in fact, this may be my favorite episode uh, so far, and I think certainly it was the most enjoyable conversation that I had. Um, my guest on this episode is uh, Daniel, I think. I, am I allowed to use his last, last name? You know what? I'm not going to because it takes. we had this interview at his law firm, and or rather, yeah, the law firm where he works. And he didn't want the name the law firm used, and so I think, you know, if I, if I were to, anyway, so this, let's just leave it at that. So let's call him Daniel, okay? He's a very, very good friend, um, and he's also a very intelligent, sensitive person. And I think, though, what makes him such a great interlocutor is that he doesn't shy away from saying what he thinks um, or what he, at least he, you know, he, 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 he believes he thinks. Um, he likes to provoke. He, I think he likes to antagonize even. And he, he won't, he won't, he won't really censor. I guess, I guess everyone censors themselves, but he, he does it in ways that others others don't. He's very, he, he, he talks about things much more freely than I'm used to, and then I'm comfortable in, in, in you know, comfortable speaking. Um, and, okay, this, it's a long episode. It's a very long episode. It's like an hour and a half, I guess, of conversation. And I just think it's entertaining, and we go through so many different parts. And uh, we talk about uh, fistulas and double dates and classism and asexuality and in near the end he says sort of he he offers up one of the harshest criticisms of me that I think I perceived um, also I should say that this oh yeah so it was recorded in his law at his law firm and so uh, the recording quality is not as good as I would have liked because I was on the road in, in Montreal at the time 
And so I think if you try to think like maybe this is some sort of archived material from, you know, the, you know, the 50s or was discovered in a boat or something like this, then it's a nicer way of thinking of it, just not that things should be better because, you know, there were radio programs a long time ago and uh, people listen to those as well. So I think that it's, it's uh, you know, it's certainly doable. Otherwise, things with me are generally okay being in New York. It doesn't matter so much. I just go out to do stand-up and then come back home late and then sleep in a terribly brightly lit room on a, on a half a bed. And so maybe that also is contributing to the stomach ache. Um, you know, but, but what, what else? Well, who cares? Who cares? That's not important. The important thing is, is that, um, you know, important who's to say I don't know well it doesn't matter okay look so this is uh, me and my friend Daniel and uh, I had a problem with David Hetty and please enjoy my thanks Bye. all right well uh, thank you thank you for being here my pleasure. Um, this is actually a fir- the first one done outside of Toronto. We're really? Here, we're here in Montreal, yeah. And where are we, David? Where are we? Am I, am I allowed to say? You're allowed to say. Don't give the name per se, but describe where we are. We are at a at a law firm. That's right. We were. It's a it's a family law practice, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it's a family family law practice. Yes, it's my family's family law practice. We're here, and it's Friday. Evening, six o'clock, and we're just you're in suit and tie, and I'm in jeans and t-shirt and and hobo beard, hobo beard. Yep. Yeah, shocking all the interns. As for no, they must they must. They're hear. they're disturbed. Okay. They made comments. But I'm very happy. I'm very happy to have have you on because normally, I, uh, yeah. Well, anyway, I, I'm normally doing intro before the actual like I have a recording intro on my own before. The yeah, I, I I saw that. But I haven't recorded it just because I've been so busy with other things. That's fine. So that's fine. But sometimes I redo it anyway. Right. I figured you would do it at a later date. Yeah. No trouble. Um, uh, so I thought about this uh, last night. Uh-huh. And um, I even looked up the word grievance. Because mm. uh, I wasn't sure if my, my things I had to say uh, met the definition. Okay. Uh, I think some of them do, though, in a very shallow, shallow way. But most of them, I think, are more... Uh, more metaphysical things about you that 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 disturb me. Can I ask you whether, when you look, when you're looking up the the common usage, the meaning of grievance, or you're looking uh, I looked towards up Adam in Oxford, the Oxford English Dictionary. Okay. Okay. In fact, uh, I have it handy <laughs> in front of my uh, front of me right now. But you're looking for the etymology of it, like you want to know the, the you know like the, the paseo, the root of passion. I didn't, I didn't get that deep. I didn't okay. consult a linguist for fuck's sake. Okay. I just looked it up. All right. The the OED is the uh, is the standard. So a uh, so quote uh, a real or imagined wrong or other cause for complaint or protest, especially unfair treatment. Oh, so there's especially. a right. There's a wrong that you must have committed, whether real or imagined. Okay. Okay. In your imagination. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, clearly. Yeah. 
Right. So either objective or subjective. But the wrong part that you, I don't know, again, if the things that I, I'm going to say. Real or imagined. Anything can be real or imagined in a definition. You're, you're focusing on the wrong point. It's, it's <laughs> the wrong, I think, that you should be focusing on. Because that's, that's the part that, that's, uh, okay. that's, that's. Oh, yeah. The wrong. So, so why can you have a grievance with someone? Why can you have like an irrational grievance? Like a grievance where the person didn't wrong you, but something still upsets you. Is it about the objective or the subjective? Either one. Uh, it can be it can be subjective or objective according to the definition. That's not okay. that's not the trouble. All right. Uh, what I think to be to be disciplined about it, it has to be a wrong that you committed, whether it's again objective or subjective. I like this. I feel like we're in a law faculty, in fact, more than a law firm. Really. So, I you know I anticipated that the setting would influence the tone of our discussion. Being mm-hmm. in a law firm, me being wearing in a suit, you yeah. being in tatters. That it would it would do it would ha- it would it would do something to to help or help okay. influence the tone okay okay so yeah right but right. I looked it up okay and uh, yeah so I thought about it I actually uh, I I actually had some notes um, oh. yeah to, just to guide me in case and uh, to uh, to focus my mind I, I guess I did take this as a mandate of sorts it felt quite legal I felt like I was preparing for uh, for pleading. <laughs> But a mandate being sort of like the technical term for a yeah. Let let your listeners know a mandate being a a, a in, in our context a file a client's file right. And someone comes to you says, "Will you take my case?" And right. that's I have your mandate. I have to divorce you or uh, get you custody of the children right. or um, uh, put your husband in jail. I didn't make you didn't want to make you do well. Let's see how you take. Let's see, you know. I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm you know extremely interested to, to have this. Excited, in fact, to have this conversation. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling the excitement right now. Let's let's live up to it. Um, right. I'd rather you not look at my screen because I, I well, okay, I won't, I won't, I won't, okay. I won't, because it's uh, I have it just for the listeners that they know it's on my screen right now. The notes that I took, and uh, I have a big, beautiful monitor. It is beautiful, beautiful, expensive. It's hard not to look at it. That's um, that's yeah. I was gonna say that's what she said. Hmm. Yeah, you wouldn't like that. Um. So, uh, where do I start? Right. Um, okay. Yeah, I know where to start. This is, this is one, uh, this actually is, I think the first time I met you. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. So I didn't, I didn't obviously know you. This was when I was dating, uh, my ex-girlfriend at the time. Who who lived next door to me. That's right. Right. And, um, who, um, important relationship loved her a lot um and uh, she spoke well of you so naturally i I trusted her and uh that you're you're a bright peculiar uh gentleman oh that's nice that was nice um and so she this the context was we were at a a party actually i think it no it wasn't your party it was her party it was a evening time Mm -hmm. and we were out i think on her balcony okay i think i recall this Okay. I mean, I recall being on the balcony talking. I don't remember what the subject was. Well, there were multiple parties, in fact. She, she liked right. to host these things. Right. And we were on the balcony. People were having drinks. Uh, it was a good time. I was also in, in you know, to situate myself, um, I was trying to ingratiate myself with her circle of friends at this point. The relationship was still rather young. Okay. And, uh, you know, she moved in a sort of, let's say, for the sake of a good, of an easy shorthand and more sort of. Um, a hipster academic type of crowd. Yeah, that's very well described. Yeah, and and which and a crowd that I miss now that we've broken up and I'm 
sure. of stuff hanging out. It's exciting because you and I were both in, in law school, in different schools, though, different law schools at the time. And okay. so there was that sort of, there is a nice, when you're in a professional program, it is nice to associate with those who are doing, like, genuine thinking. <laughs> not, not, not law school thinking. <laughs> exactly. Less sort of technical. Less praxis. And yeah. You know, or, or I don't know. I mean, I guess, you know, people who are doing PhDs have their own self-doubts. So. Oh, for sure. They're plagued with them. more. I think more so than we. Uh, they're just, you know, a bit more. They're more aware of them, maybe. But I, I, I have no idea. Anyway, so we're on the balcony. We're on the balcony. And um, uh, I, I, was, um, I was wittier then. I, I've lost some wit over the years. Okay. Um, but uh, I remember I was cooking at the time. I, feel, I felt as though I was entertaining people, making, making good jokes. And I made a comment, a joke, a setup, and it was a, it was a good joke um, involving a fistula. Uh-huh. So a, a, a hole, a cavity between organs, between... Um, and in the context, it was, uh, I was referring to a fistula, an anal fistula uh, on a woman so that you could sort of pass through the hole from the vaginal canal to the anal canal. Okay. That was part of the joke. Okay. Um, and I, granted, I just really learned about fistulas uh-huh. uh, at the time, like a week or a month earlier. Yeah. Some of my, one of my new words. Right. And uh, the setup was great. The timing was great. I I didn't say fistula. Mm-hmm. I said fistule. Okay. Well, that's a mess of learning our Italian, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I came across um, like a like a, like a wop. No, I, I, but it. Um, so and, and you know, people obviously they were laughing. I guess from the timing, the structure, that's what made them laugh. But obviously, they didn't know because it's not a word. I mean, I. Uh, right, I, I I fucked up uh, okay. on on you know the fist. There's no such thing. It was referring to a fistula. But you, um, you you ca- you knew what I was referring to, and so you said, yeah, uh, you you said in, in in your own fashion. You said uh, you mean um you mean a fistula. Okay. Okay, that's what you said to me after uh, I said the joke. And yeah. Wait. I, okay. I'm oh, sorry. Yes. So I, I delivered the joke. Yep. And you correct. You were the only one in this circle of people listening to my joke. Uh huh. That corrected me. Okay. Said you're you're referring to a fistula. Okay. Are you not? I don't know if those are your exact words. Sure. Right. And uh, there was at least what I detected. Uh, again, not knowing you. Uh-huh. Uh huh. An air of condescension. Okay. Which, in hindsight, I probably deserved. I mean, it's 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 kind of someone's. You know, there's a certain arrogance in telling a fistula joke. In- right. Right. So I guess maybe I, I deserved to be put in my place. It was, it was an objective. Uh, failure on my part. I mean, I, I fucked up the word. Um, and so I was really embarrassed. I was embarrassed because I, uh, I realized that um, you were right, that it is a fistula. Did I say it in a way to sort of humiliate you? Well, that would, I can't confirm that. I felt as though... Okay. I felt as though right. it was said um, to, yeah, sort of a gotcha. I see. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. And and it, and again, you know, I I, I deserved it. I'm, I'm I'm you know, it stayed with me. I, I never mess up the word again. Mm-hmm. Um, but right then and there, uh, my impression of you, maybe it was it was uh, sort of a self defense thing, was all right. You know, we've got a um, sort of a a smarmy guy that wants to 
Uh, and clearly you were intelligent because the other people in the group, I don't think we knew what a fistula was at all. <laughs> so maybe they're just more fortunate than I am, you know? Right, right. You, you obviously I. have experience. Uh, I don't know what it was, but I mean, you're clearly a dark person. Uh, I mean, I could tell just, well, just by looking at you. I remember when I learned the word fistula, there was a girl in undergrad and she just made crass jokes and she was a lovely person, but like, you know, kind of like a, uh, you know, kind of, I don't know, a very rough girl. Mm-hmm. And I remember she said, was making jokes about, about whatever, herself having one or something, just jokes. And it was just like, it blew my, I don't know, it was outrageous. So it's a word that sticks with you, I think, when you find out what it, what it is, what it means. Mm-hmm. But like, okay. Well, and you know what? And, and it, and it, um, and it, yeah, because I, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, but I mean, it also, um, you, you said it without, there was no warmth in your, in your <laughs> delivery. You know, there was no like, you know, you mean fistula, buddy, or th- there was, uh, you, you, ha- you have a certain, and I think it carries on to this day, even though I, I, I have a certain amount of, uh, uh, love for you these days. I mean, mm-hmm. I think we're, we're good we're friends. Cool, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really, I, I appreciate our friendship. No, me too. But, uh, you are, I think, I think, um, tendency to come across a little detached or cold sometimes. I have my, I have my insecurities defenses as well. Mm-hmm. And I think the thing, I think the thing that's weird about this is that I don't, that like the first interaction you have with someone that's a reason, like, then you're just getting to know someone. Like, how can you, like, why, I guess it's possible, like, someone, you know, spits in your face or something, like, well, you know, I'm a little offended by, or oh, was my grievance. But, I mean, the way of interacting, like, your way of interacting is, is also, it also, you know, you like to provoke or sometimes even antagonize. Sure. And... So anyway, okay, I'm not, I'm not trying to... Well, you know, and in, just, fact, and in fact, what you just said, to, to, to join up with that comment, I think that's probably why it wounded me, because I felt as though uh, you identified that part of my personality. Obviously, it was, it was a, a brash, provocative joke to have made. I mean, for heaven's sure. sake, I'm talking, what I'm, I'm talking about a hole in a woman's... And I just met canal. you for the first time, so you're saying this to me. That's right. And, like, and what it, kind of response are you, 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 are you hoping to receive from people? You're trying to... You're, 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 okay, go on. You're, yeah. just, you're disappointed, because you're not getting maybe the, the response that you would hope, had hoped to evoke. Well, it usually works for me. I mean, right. usually it's obviously some sort of... Maybe it's a, it's a power um, sort of move to, sure. to, to meet people you don't know very well. Yes, and and make a, an outrageous, perverted, uh, horrific joke. Mm-hmm. Um, but it usually works, and I get my kicks. And and you you stop me in my tracks right there. But then, do you think? But okay, but to me, this is more a story like ah, uh, like I tried to you know behave in the way I like to at party situations, and it didn't work out in this one instance. It's not that because of what I said. I mean, maybe, you know, because of what I did, you know, you, your gambit sort of wasn't as successful as it could have been otherwise. My, my therapist calls it social wagering, is what he calls it, okay. uh, that type of behavior, just in, for your own repertoire. But then, don't you, and do you, so, okay, I mean, I don't, I don't want to go into, like, too, too deeply into therapy, but isn't it good if you get people to, to meet you, to match you, and you constantly want to be dominating in some way, in some sort of superficial way, in a social setting like that? That's that's a fair observation. I mean, I maybe the proof is in the pudding. I mean, uh, here we are. Fact, here we are. I mean, I, I there is something here. I, I I respect your intellect. I think you're able to keep me in my place, and it's something that uh, that that I appreciate. It makes it makes the relationship all that more challenging and exciting. Well, yeah, you don't. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, you know the master-slave dialectic, the Hegelian little bedtime story. Anyway, the master and the slave, and there's this power of you know relation, obviously, and over time, like no one. 
no one benefits from it because basically the idea is that you want to be respected by those whom you respect. Mm-hmm. So like the respect, like the respect of someone you view as your inferior is meaningless. So the master gets nothing from the slave in that sense. And, uh, who's the slave? Who's the slave? In, in, in what? Between you and me? It's not a, it's not a perfect correlate. Yeah. It's not how it works. It's just that in any relationship, you know, like even a father to a parent to a child, Mm-hmm. Uh, well, maybe, maybe that's more complex. Well, I imagine it's dynamic as well. I mean, sometimes I think you're, you know, you're my master. Sometimes you're my slave. I guess it depends in where, where, <laughs> where the, where the, what the discussion is, or what the relative power imbalance is, and the given context. I mean, right here, for example, right now, you're on my turf. I'm wearing a suit. Uh, you're, you're, you look like what you look like. Uh, I know, I, and I recognize. Yeah, I recognize that. But you know what? I could have had the, that suit. Mm-hmm. Possibly, in theory. Yeah. Okay. And I, I could definitely adopt your look. Right. Okay. But then, so it's a question of choices. It's but not about dip- no, no, no. The, I used to always say this back in the day that you know, a, a multi-billionaire. Yeah. He wants to live like a hobo. Uh, you know, a, a happy hobo. He can go do that tomorrow. If a happy hobo or a hobo who's maybe is moody relevant, if a hobo wants to live like a billionaire, right. he can't. Okay, but. It's, but this is a question where the hobo, did the hobo once have the opportunity to be this billionaire? And like, if I wanted, I could go get a job, you know, a job interview next week. Well, you'd have to, well, first of all, for the hobo, you have to really, it's complicated to say, did he have the opportunity? You'd have to really project that into all sorts of chain of, of decisions to, to write decisions to really make it to be a billionaire. But I mean, just to bring it yes. Yeah, but to bring it to you and me, I mean, yeah, no, definitely because you have earned your keep. I think you've proven yourself to the bourgeois that you uh, you got your law degree. Sure. You you uh, you just revealed to me that your <laughs> your you just uh, your professional degree has uh, well, you're no longer a member of the bar. You let it expire. I rescinded, right? Yeah. Which uh, I honestly meant that in the in the kitchen earlier when I said good for you. Yeah, but that, uh, yeah, and I don't think this is the issue. But this is an issue. What? But this. What? So, okay, well, let, let's, let, let's just reset. That's the, that was my first grievance, and it, okay. it relates to the first time that I met you. And, and again, and I think part of it, you know, another person could have said the same thing, and maybe, like you said, I would have respected them for saying it, but you still have your own personal style, David. I mean, there's something about okay. you that in, when you deliver that, uh, you come across as, um, uh, you come across like an intellectual. You're not the first, I'm not the first person to tell you that. Yeah, but, okay. And, and so, uh, you know, and I like to think of myself as an intellectual. Yeah, and you present yourself like this as well. So especially if someone like, for someone like you to mm-hmm. come off and, and, and say that the way that I reacted to you was untoward somehow, I think I'm just playing your your game, if anyone else. like well, if, if, if there's yeah. definitely overlap in our intellectual game. The stylistic difference, I like to think, is that um, and, and I don't call it a game though? Okay, uh, maybe I just a condition, did. whatever you'd like to call it. Okay, different. A, uh, an attribute. Uh, okay, not a game though. That sort of that sort of. No, you're right. That, playing around. Okay, touche. I'll take. Oh, <laughs> I just mean to say, okay, the intellectual identity that we uh, that we cultivate or that we give off. Uh, there's overlap in our in our intellectual style. I think it's very different though. They're very different. Okay, well, you focus on the wrong thing. Okay. I just mean to say that yes, acknowledge both. Third parties have both identified in, in, in each other, uh, one another, that we can be intellectual, to come across that way. Okay. 
my point is is that there's still a stylistic difference in the way we 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 express our, our intellectual identity. Okay. And I think that yours, and I hope you don't, I hope you don't take this the wrong way. <laughs> Obviously, you probably I will. would hope not. Well, I mean, I also don't want you to see this as me building myself up. I mean, I could okay. be self-deprecating. In, in the this is just your stylistic. This is just your style. I mean, so obviously, I understand it. For any go, yes, go on. That you're not. Um, uh, I wouldn't call you a warm person. Someone that raises their hands above their head with big smiles and pats people on the back and gives people noogies and right. uh, you're not that type of person. True. Now, I don't think that I necessarily fit that okay. exactly, but okay. I think I'm more in that direction okay. than you. So I should have been like, fistula, and then like giving you a hug or something? <laughs> like that it would have softened the blow. <laughs> it would have softened the blow. But I would do it because I think you could take it, I think. Or maybe I thought, maybe I thought you were being abrasive. Maybe, I, you know, I, I wish I knew, I wish I could recall exactly how I said it, because that's mm-hmm. obviously key, because we're talking, you know, the presentation. Mm-hmm. But, okay. Anyway, I just, I just think that this, this comment coming from anyone else would be a little more understandable, because they wouldn't be, be courting that type of repartee. Like, I think you, you enjoyed that. Maybe not in the first meeting. You know, and what you're saying right now is what I think you actually, you expressed in some, in some, Nonverbal way when when you made that comment you you identified it in me you delivered it I think in that way there was some sort of uh, sort of there was a, there was a shining there you kind of communicated to me <laughs> telepathically you know I get your shtick right and I'm not gonna receive it warmly right right and okay. so and it, and it upset me in a fashion I I guess you could call that a grievance I felt as though uh, maybe there was another fashion that you could have accomplished the same thing. But you were okay. But I, maybe maybe I accomplished what I wanted to accomplish because you said even then going into that party you know party situation you were like oh, I want to kind of impress or I want to make you know I want to establish who I am yeah because of what your your ex maybe had said about the other people who were going to be there yeah that that's fair and I guess there was some mounting behavior I guess I was engaging in in, in a and and it yeah and so you didn't let me mount and okay. and frustration ensued. Can we go to the next one? Yeah, the next one, um, actually, that I have about you, and this is something that I don't think, uh, I think the first one we just discussed, I think, is more of a grievance. I think it fits. Okay. But this one, uh, I don't really think it fits. I think it's, this is more something, like I said earlier, something about you that disturbs me. Okay. And maybe it's unfair. <laughs> okay. And, uh, and I hope this doesn't, um, doesn't uh, fray our, our, uh, our relationship, um, but... Um, it's, and it's a bizarre observation, but I feel it in my bones. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's something about your um, your sexuality, your your sex appeal, uh, or lack thereof. Lack thereof. I, or lack thereof. Okay. <laughs> that uh, that causes me um, uh, that disturbs me. Uh, I'll, I'll describe. I'll put it in context. And this this was in fact one of the. So it's actually chronological because that was the first time we met. Okay. Uh, on that balcony. Fistula, and then afterwards, uh, or fistula, fistula, and then afterwards, sometime later, she, my, my girlfriend had another party. This time it was during the day. I think it was a Sunday, whatever it's worth. Okay. You had dropped by, and you had a girl with you. Uh-huh. Okay? She seemed like your, 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 your girlfriend, uh, you know, not, nothing, I, she didn't strike me as a steady. Okay. But there was, there was uh, sexual chemistry. Uh, I, I found out later you were putting it in her to be that's what that's okay right uh or is my, yeah so uh and, and the thing was okay and I'll, and I'll tell you this and don't take this the wrong way 
you know, when I met you, I thought that you were gay or yeah. asexual. Or asexual? I didn't detect any heterosexual uh, spark in you. Um, I think, you know, and, and look, it's you're clearly heterosexual. I've come to know you. Okay. But I didn't detect it. I felt like this, um, you came across as, um, um, yeah, I think it was part of that, that detachment that, that, that I felt that, that was there. A certain, uh, like I said, you don't, you don't give people noogies. You don't like warm interactions. That's why the ABA sexual thing kind of occurred to me. There's something about you that's a little uh, antiseptic, a little... But just bother... Okay, but this, does this still bother you? No, well, I'm getting to the observation. Okay, okay. So, yeah, that, I identified that in you. I thought uh, that was my impression. Then I see this girl with you, and this girl... Uh, I think she was a, a McGill, uh, you were at McGill, and uh-huh. not at the time, I think she was a uh, peer. No. At, well. I mean, I don't know. Perhaps. Other way, uh, I mean, either I way. I think so. Not only was she, was she, was she a girl, uh-huh. she, she was attractive. Okay. And, and, in a, and in a fleshly female way, she had, okay. she, she had, she had some curves. Um, not everyone thinks I'm asexual, so that's, not everyone detects a lack of a spark. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think. I wouldn't. I wouldn't think that other people do. But I. It. It. Okay, so she was like a good-looking girl or whatever. Good-looking, but it's not only good-looking. You know, I, I could have. If, if she had been like some sort of, I don't know, uh, pencil-thin, detached, uh, um, <laughs> you know, ghostly uh, sort of woman, mm-hmm. I'd be like, okay, that fits my conception of David because David comes across as either asexual or gay, so mm-hmm. he's going to have some sort of creature with him. That may not be, um, may not strike me as, uh, you know, becoming and, and female and sexual. Right, right, right. Uh, and she was, and so it, um, it just kind of, it kind of dis- disturbed me a bit. And I was wondering, you know, what, what is David's appeal? Because I mean, I don't, no, no, no. Okay, no, let me. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I already, I knew you were appealing in some ways. Like again, like I said, I, I appreciate intelligence. I think most people do. Okay. That definitely came across. Okay. Um, and uh, and you seem like a man who marches to his own beat. Okay. Um, and that's something that I think is uh, is very important in another person. So I could see appeal uh, on on that plane. Right. But I, I I couldn't for the life of me picture you, uh, you know, with a girl, with a, you know, getting it on. I couldn't picture you with like a. A girl wanting, you know, I can't. I can picture she was like an erect penis doing things that people do in bed. Just, and me more so than anyone else in society. I don't know in society. But I mean, come on. In, in my in yeah, in my immediate circle. Of really? People, I mean, yeah, you you stood out in that regard. That was that was my impression. Who are you to who are you to presume what other sex lives are like? I mean, you don't know what uh, someone you know presents him or herself, and then in bed they're completely different. You can't read someone. I mean, you know, the meek person, you know, the sec, the librarian takes her. Glasses off and lets her hair down and all these things. I'm like, why? Why? Well, I, I I didn't say I, was, I don't know what you were like in in bed. No, no, and you can't unless well, I mean you're invited to find out and sometime. But otherwise, no. It was that. Of course, but I, I I'm entitled to my impressions. But this bothers. But this so this. So, but that's not really. It's not really okay. I mean, it's not really a grievance. It's something that turned your turned your your skin or something like this. Maybe like it. Yeah, it, it it disturbed me, and and the worst part too is not only was she attractive, she was also very intelligent. So I guess there was something that uh, she struck me as intelligent. She was she. I wish I knew who this was. I, I don't remember her name. Okay, but um, it it just it just disturbed me. It made me like kind of uh, furrow my brow, rub my rub my chin, and 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 then afterwards, over the time that I've known you, mm-hmm. 
Uh, I mean, I, I don't know the notches on your belt. I don't know the... the Which is how I normally... That's how we discuss these, these, these types of things, typically. That's the, that's the language we use. Isn't that what people say? I guess. Maybe. I, I have my belt. <laughs> so I have a belt right now. Anyway, go on. Yeah, I don't know. A um, scribble on the wall. Okay. Anyway, and she was... And since then, I've noticed you've, you've had uh, success. I mean... Uh, you've been, the other women have been attracted to you. I've seen you. I, from what I understand, you've slept with other women. It happens. Yeah, it happens. Uh, who are attractive and interesting. But this is so. Uh, this is how so outrageous. There are so to you. There are so many, like, far worse specimen oh, out well, there. Like, like what do you no, want? No, you're missing the point. Okay, you 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 you're a good specimen, but you're not a. I didn't. Okay, and, and you were not to me a sexual specimen. Okay. There are people out there who are fucking douchebags. Who have, uh, who are stupid, have shitty values, who right. who have tattoos and grease their hair back, right? And they get plenty of women. But I look at them and I say, that man has a certain animal magnetism. That man has a certain. I could see a woman just, you know, slumming with that guy. Or I think you don't understand anything. <laughs> <laughs> anything. 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 I'm not the first person, maybe, to to say this to you. Uh, am maybe, I? I mean, not maybe, not so many words. Maybe. Maybe this is normally the pillow talk that I have. <laughs> Only after the act, we're sitting there, and it's like, you know what? Uh, nothing. Right. Nothing. You're, you're tremendously asexual, David. <laughs> I don't even know how we completed the deed. <laughs> so uh, that's something that, that disturbed me. And, um, and related to that yeah. is, because, uh, you know, y- y- your looks, like, physically. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is, yes. Okay. Um, I mean, you're, you know, when I... They've developed over time. Like my 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 thoughts about your your look. And we've gone camping before. We've, I think I've, you know we've, we've gone swimming together. That well, in fact, brings me to the point. Uh-huh. Um, you have a certain vanity. <laughs> you have a certain vanity. Sure. About which which everyone's entitled to. But you have a certain vanity about your uh, your body. Sure. I've noticed that that you're very um, willing. This uh, isn't why I don't understand. This is a grievance, though. This is just pointing out things about me you don't like. Well, it, it it does sound like that. Well, look, I preface this by saying things about you that disturb me, and things you know. And if it's a grievance, it's like something you know. I, I focus on the word wrong, but it's you not, know? Yeah, okay, wrong. And so oh, yeah. wrong yeah, to me means something wrong. You 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 caused me to think that there's something wrong with my universe. My universe would have told me that a guy like David yeah. is asexual and has, is a speci- a good specimen in other regards. Right. But sexuality and David, they're oil and water. That was my. That was my my. My perception, you disturbed that perception, right. caused me to feel as though my, my worldview was wrong, Okay, was out of whack, Okay, and, uh, it's, and it's resided in me. I've never gotten, I've never communicated it to you till now. But like, isn't, but like, isn't this about learning? Like, don't you go through this every single day of your life when your expectations are, aren't met because you had, you presume something that wasn't the case? Yeah, but... Uh, and so this is, so, so, so mm-hmm. someone else is, so, so something has wronged you in that sense? Like, that seems like a very weak... Usage yeah, of the term, but okay. But are they always resolved? Or what always resolved? Well, you have, like you said, you know, life is a learning experience. You have an expectation; it doesn't turn out, right? And so that that's life, Daniel, is what you're telling me. But what I'm trying to say is that that doesn't necessarily mean that the person really came to a, a complete resolution. So, so in the, right. So, so, am I supposed to change in these ways? Like, to, is it like that? Would that I'm not wrong invi- you less? Would that no longer wrong you then? I'm not inviting you to change. I'm just trying to communicate to you. I think I think the the 
your 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 goal in this show yeah is to have your friends tell you reveal things to you that uh, that they find problematic that are wrong that you've committed like I said I'm using it a bit loosely yeah this is where my mind took me okay so you know I can't I don't think I can be faulted for that and again yeah, I, I mean I, I forgive I you know I forgive myself I forgive you for um, for for disturbing my 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 uh, prejudice. Uh, it's like a black guy that tips or something, and you're like, well, "Look, buddy, this is sorry. I just, I just, it was some some idea I had last night. It was like some joke idea. There's not some anyway, but like that sort of thing. Like you know, you see someone who doesn't fit the mold, mm-hmm. and that person has somehow offended you or wronged you. I mean, that's good. Good. I'm glad then. I'm glad then. I mean, yeah, of course, you could find a silver lining. It's expanded my horizons. I've realized that a guy like David can be sexually appealing to good, high, maybe high I, quality maybe women. Maybe I can't get it up. Maybe I have other ways. You don't know. No, I don't know, and you know, and that actually leads me to I think, and, and the last sort of sub point in this is that while you clearly have had some success with good women, as far as I can tell, I don't know again your whole repertoire. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> that um, I still find you rather uh, <laughs> asexual. I mean, I think- not asexual, as in. Um, I know you're a little squeamish when we talk about sexual things. Like yes, I th- but you talk about things so much more openly than anyone else I know. Fair, fair, fair. But I would expect a guy that goes up on stage making jokes about uh, fucking genocides and pedophiles. Right. There, there's, 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 a, um, there's something peculiar, something mm. curious happening here. No, the performance is totally removed from the The performance person. has nothing to do with David Hetty. Completely divorced from David Hetty. Well, no. In fact, that's someone who I think is more more reverent of these issues and has, you know, would be would be more willing to make fun of them in in, in public, mm-hmm. like someone because you know that's why it's to me it's funny because they're so so sacred somehow. Okay, so they're sacred. So you have to go up on stage, give it its its reverence that it, that it's due to it by going up on stage and fucking with it. Okay, because otherwise, what do you? That's what. That's what's funniest, I think. Okay, so if anything, you have you have tremendous respect and awe for for sexuality, and and it has to be uh, it has to be put in a and it has to be framed in a beautiful frame. And I can't just walk around and say, uh, you know, I want to fuck that girl's pussy, and if she has a fistula, it'll go into her anus. Or I, I can't say that because I know you. I I could see it already. You'll start you'll start you'll start screaming. I don't like that stuff. And I've walked out on a double date we had once. Remember that? Was that because of me? Yeah. Oh my lord! <laughs> well, that, well, now now you're turning the tables. This is not. This is not. Do you have a problem with Daniel Goldwater? It's not. It's not that's not what it's about. But I just. But I just mean that. I mean, look. I mean, conversation. Well, we have to talk about that though, because that 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 event. It's oh wow. You know, I didn't even remember that. Really? And you know, I, that's not a grievance I had with you, because I I felt really? no, I felt bad for you. Because what happened was for the for people who aren't the two other girls, um, who who are clearly anyway. But what happened was we went on, we went out on a, a you had. A girl you want to see or something, and she brought her friend, so you phoned me up, right? Yeah. And we, the four of us went for a drink. That's right. And then I left pretty prematurely, like after like a drink, was, maybe? Well, oh, wait, wait, listen for the listeners, the way that you left. <laughs> so what happened was, I was just very uncomfortable, because I think you were, like you were saying, at the party, like, you, you know, you, you used the word fistula, you try to provoke, you try to try to make people uncomfortable, you try to, I don't know, the wager, the social wager, and to me, it was so inappropriate, I couldn't believe that you were saying these things to these two girls whom we just met. Okay, wait, so and I uh, just felt uncomfortable. And also one of them was associated with a professor of mine whom I respected very much. Right. 
Nonetheless, but okay. While, while this is like the second or third time you called me out on that, and I've admitted it. Okay. Can you can you at least on what on my provocative okay. sort of uh, social wagering, uh, which is often sexual. Yeah. Can can you at least give me something in return and just admit to our listeners that yeah. it often is is said in a, a warm, affectionate manner. It's not said in a manner to um, okay. To, to to hurt people's feelings. No, no, no. It's not going to hurt people because there are there are people who can be like that. The people who could say like I don't know, you have a little dick, or your tits are small, or to to say something that is that is nasty, nasty. You don't say things like no, but you do things to make people uncomfortable. You want to make them ill at ease, and you you will ask them very intimate questions, like about their own sexual behavior when you just met them. But but I'm not I'm not I'm not. Uh, I think it has an air. It's it's respectful. When I say it in a way, even though at its core, it's 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 um it's crossing social boundaries. It's not. It's not. <clears throat> it's a weird way. Of, it's a. It's it, in one sense respectful because you're not playing according to the rules of the, the social, the social game. I don't mean game in terms of like playing around, but in terms of the rules of social interaction. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The rule set. That yeah. You, yeah. And so you're the when you fuck with those, in a way you're saying I respect you so much that we don't have to do what everyone else does. And that's refreshing. And I think that's a way of almost getting to know immediately whether this person is worth my time. So this person's going to cower run away or like, well, fuck it, what have I lost? Nothing. And if someone meets you, it's a way of making like a closer bond right away. So well, it's, uh, thank you. I think that that's uh, generous, and with, with all humility, I think it's accurate. Okay. Uh, and so, just okay, just to qualify that, so I just don't want it to read the listeners to think that I'm at this fucking double date, right? And I'm saying, "Yo, bitch, your pu- your your fucking pussy's falling no, out," no, no, or no, you no, know, no, no. I, I want it to I want it to be clear that uh, it's said in in a certain uh, with a certain generosity of spirit, uh, or maybe that's not the correct mm. expression. Maybe something it's said with a certain uh, a certain warmth, it's a not, playfulness. Okay. So, which, again, which leads to you walking out, yeah. then that's your problem. With? With uh, discussion, a sexual, discussion about sexual matters that is not mean-spirited. It's not mean-spirited. So then, well, then why does it cause you such indigestion? Because I find it unseemly. It was unsavory or something. Like who, I, what, who, what the fuck are you? You're, you're a Jew from Toronto. Yeah, so what, what does you, that mean? You, well, I mean to say, you raised, you raised, you raised in a barn? Are you an evangelical? Come like, on, give me no, come on. Well, that's no. my, well, that's my point. I find it doesn't gel with the rest of David. Like I because said. Because that's, that's not that's a performance. That's a performance. I meet people for the first time. I don't know them. And it's not like a party situation where they can just walk away to another conversation or whatever. Mm-hmm. We're sitting, the four of us there, and with these, these goddamn pints in front of us. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want... I, Look, I'm going to push my own boundaries, and yours are, you know, are greater than mine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know, I mean, I, I walked away because, like, I didn't just, I don't know. Just, did, did you not have the courage to address it? I mean, you know, I think you, 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 know, want, me, you, want, me, you want me to look at you and say fistula. You want me, I mean, well, that's the give same me a thing. setup, don't just say the word. No, but just to be like, look, like, Daniel, I think this is inappropriate. Like, can you, can you, well, can, can you turn can, it down? Can you find an affable, you could find an affable way to communicate that to me. But I think like, I'm, I'm open to, to criticism. I think you know that. If we were in that context and you were to say, in some way, it's also, maybe, maybe main, one, maybe, yeah. you know, maintain your charisma to the girls who are watching. At the same time, I understand there's a certain balance because there are girls watching you. You want to be desirable. You could have said something like, uh, Daniel, you know, yeah, that's, um, that's uh, beyond the pale, yeah, and here's a, here's a joke, that's and true. we're all together now. That's true. But you walked out. You walked out of that fucking date. Like, it was so bizarre. In, in mid, 
in mid discussion, you know, and, and they were having a don't, they were really? having a good, I think they're having a good time. I don't know. Uh, well, maybe I'm, I'm not <laughs> autistic. I can, they were they were enjoying it. They were smiling. Yeah. And okay. you just said, uh, "I have to go." Bye. There was That's like, it. There was no pretense. It was very very brief. You just got up and left. It was the most bizarre thing. It was as if you you. Uh, you you had an well. It wasn't even like you had an emergency. You said it in your usual detached fashion. Okay. And it was it, it was bizarre, but um, uh, but that just to close off the sexuality thing about you that I yeah. find disturbing. Yeah. Is that you do or you did? Well, I, I I mean I've come to accept you, okay. and I you know like I said I mean right. I, I I love you with a lowercase l, and okay. uh, but all um, I want all I want. <laughs> right. I just want you to know it's again it's said with. Um, yeah. With, um, with good intentions, but yeah, no, there's still something about you, and you know and that that also is something else that I, I thought of in preparation for this. For, again, for a guy that is into pretty um, pretty extreme subject matter when it comes to his comedy, mm-hmm. um, it's uh, I find it funny that there are certain things. Oh, okay, here's the specific grievance. Okay, good. When we went on that camping trip that you just alluded to earlier, yeah. So the listeners should know we went, uh, David and I and, uh, and Danny, our friend Danny, our mutual friend Danny. Yep. Gregarious, funny guy. Lovely boy. Lo- guy. Man. Man. Uh, he's, yeah. I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. I don't want to. Man. <laughs> A lovely person. 12 year old. <laughs> he's, yeah. I don't want to say disparate. I love Danny. Okay. And uh, uh, at one point, we were, in the, we were in the drive home to, I think we were camping in Ontario. We were driving home. And you were particularly prickly with him the whole time, I felt. I felt as though, for some reason, he got on your nerves a bit more. Was the first camping trip? Uh, that's a good question. I know, I think it was the second. I think it was our second. Okay. Whatever. Okay. I noticed on that one trip that we were at and we were on, he was getting under your skin uh, particularly. But okay. there was one thing Danny was referring at one point to a Halloween party that he was at where he was dressed up. As a Latino, oh, right. okay, <laughs> he was dressed up as a Latino gangster. Yeah. Okay, and you know the pictures are on Facebook, and uh, you would probably seen them. I don't know if you were at the party. I was at the party. I remember oh, that. you were at the Tinkly. party. Okay, yeah. I, I wasn't at the party. Okay. So we all saw that in one way or another. Danny's Latino gangster costume. Right. I thought it was fucking funny. Right. Okay, we're talking Latino gangster, so people understand. That's disgusting. Well, well, that's that's what I'm getting at. Okay, <laughs> but Latino gangster, let's understand. It, it had a. It was. Uh, it was very clever because it was referring to, I think, a certain early 90s kind of um, aesthetic. A little it, pencil mustache. A little pencil and... mustache, and he had the bandana, and he had the button, his top button. He had this oversized uh, button shirt, okay. and, and it was all buttoned up to the top. And that was the style at the time. Okay. If, people, if, if, if listeners know of the film Colors, I recommend you Google image search the film Colors okay. with Robert Duval. He's a cop in that, and it's all about the, the drug trade in, in South Central... L.A. Anyways, and there's uh, there's gangsters like that. Okay. It's a known aesthetic. I thought it was fucking inspired. Okay. And yeah, and what you just said now, you found it, you really got worked up. Repugnant. Repugnant. Look, I can't have an aesthetic response to something. Look, I'm not saying it wasn't well-crafted and conceived and, like, you pulled it off well, but, like, what if someone wants to pull off, you know, fingernail scratching down a blackboard? I have to, I have to embrace that. It ruined... I didn't like seeing him. He... he he, no, but there's a that no. That's that's an unfair comparison because right. nails on a chalkboard. I think ninety nine percent. It's it's objectively unpleasant. I think it, it approaches objectivity. Where, when you're talking about someone dressed up as a Latino gangster, oh. and you find it objectionable, it's a value thing that you're bringing. First to off, it. I was drunk and probably high at the time. When you're you walked wrong. That party. Oh, at the party? Yeah. Okay. 
And so, I, I, you know, I was maybe a little reacting a little more openly. Than we weren't otherwise. at the polling, but just to understand, to situate ourselves, you made this comment in the car ride back from our comment. Well, it was something what you're expressing now. It was repugnant. It was gross. It was stupid, awful. Yes. Yeah, so. you, you were really worked up about how bad and what bad taste that 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 costume was. So, and you you were not stoned in a car with right. us. You were just sober but at the time. I thought it was repugnant and disgusting and all these things. But you didn't reevaluate with your sober mind. You but still I, felt that. You still feel it now. Well, I'm. I mean, I'm referring back to my memory of it. Okay, okay. If you were to walk in right now, uh huh, it would probably be terrible still because that's how I feel about it. That's all I know of it. Well, the feeling resides. With, so with, why does that bother you though? Why is that? Why is that a problem? Because what I think it is is that again, funny coming from a guy like David Hetty, okay. who makes repugnant jokes. In fact, for the record, today, in yeah. fact, on fucking Facebook, yeah. one of his shows that he was um, that the, he was at, yeah. Uh, a, a a person that was an audience member left a comment. This bigot, you mean? This well, he's partially clearly he's, he's a bigot. He's clearly a bigot, but you know, a soft bigot, just like a, a a provincial Jew who just is obsessed with Jew issues. But that's not the point. Okay. The point is that this gentleman, who, or maybe not a gentleman, a bigot, at yeah. this at this David show, left a comment on the on the Facebook page for the show, yeah. saying he was just, he found it very offensive. David's uh, child molesting jokes. Yeah, you go up on stage, you make child molesting jokes, right? But you find Danny's costume, a Latino gangster costume, you find it outrageous bad taste. It's and and what I said, to, just to finish my thought, the uh-huh. conclusion, okay. I think it coheres to other things okay. about you. Okay. I feel like you don't enjoy lowbrow humor. Mm-hmm. I find that you, I, can, I, can, I can't imagine you laughing at a fart joke. Right. You know, I feel like, and, and I feel like that's... Um, that's again. I'll join it up again to your lack of warmth, your your detachment. <laughs> I mean, I mean, a fart joke is universal, David. I mean, you could go around the planet. You could go to tribes in Central Africa or or yeah. Poly- Polynesia, wherever they will laugh. But not David. David. David doesn't find it funny. David. I don't David, like fart jokes. Don't like fart jokes. But I, I think and it, and it makes your 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 soul twitch. Like it makes you really uncomfortable. Like like you got so worked up about this thing, and it's like J- Jesus Christ. Like can you? Uh, why are you so... And I think, again, that's part of your intellectual identity style, I think, again, that you have some intellectuals, you can have an intellectual that uh, that likes a fart joke, that likes, um, you know, sort of lower, uh, baser things. Right. But simultaneously is a high-minded person and right. can appreciate a sophisticated discussion. Well, but you're not. You're a person that it has to be on this um, sort of... Um, this 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 higher plane that is that is um, that is uh, lacks lacks filth lacks lacks guts lacks flesh lacks. You see, I, I think mm-hmm. I'm I building I think something. It's a curious thing to say because it's not about being an intellectual. It's more about being a comic, maybe. And so maybe I had issues with fart jokes as a comic and not as you know who I am outside of that, because there's certain. Like, I don't know. Like, what's a good fart joke? Like, I even don't like saying the word. Mm-hmm. But that's maybe... So you, you, find it, you, you find it problematic. You have a problem. You, know, that's your, you have a problem. <laughs> you have a problem. Right. Why is that a problem? Well, because it causes you discomfort. Another person who's, who's just as good as you, or just better than you in other domains... decorum. It's, I have a sense of decorum. Right. Violence my sense of decorum. That's right. That's right. And, and I think you might want to reevaluate that. I think that your sense of decorum is beyond... The norm, and it's not necessarily justified. Mm-hmm. I think what ends up happening 
is a guy like Danny, who let's say is not a boorish fellow. I mean, Danny is a very intelligent person sure. simultaneously, yeah. who also enjoys And a very funny guy. Super funny. Yeah. And, uh, and yet, uh, David Cantiel, David Cantiel, he gets worked I up. I it's so, look, just for someone to present themselves, such a, to look so ugly, intentionally, it's an offense. It's an, it's <laughs> ugly, define ugly. It was, it was, it was actually, it was, it was quite clever. He was referencing something quite specific in our, in our, in our I culture. I understand that. I understand it that. It wasn't like, it wasn't in cheap and easy, okay? It was not like the cheap and I easy. I understand that, but. It's like, if it's so unpleasant that I can't even get beyond the unpleasantness to, to, to see what's clever about it, then prima facie, it's like, I can't get, like, that's it. That's what it is for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, if someone... If uh, someone, ugly as defined by you. Yeah, okay, but look, but what, if, what if someone is blasting out some beautiful aria at such a volume that it bursts in your eardrums? You're, you're, you're wrong. Like, you're wrong again. Because you keep trying to draw parallels to things that are objectively unpleasant. No, no, human, no, no, for me it was unpleasant. Okay, that's my, that's my point. For you it's unpleasant. That you're, you're bringing your problem to it. Other people don't. But I just... But what's... Okay, so my ju- you're saying you have problems with my judgment, with my subjective feelings, my feelings, what I find ugly and Well, you've identified your sense of decorum. What you're, did I... You, that's what you said. Just, it violates my, my, my sense of decorum. It violates my... Uh, my my taste. I expect people to resist the urge to make jokes that are. Uh, yeah, of course. I want a world where people aren't, you know, kicking people in the face either. Well, but again, you keep drawing these parallels. It's almost well, why. Why isn't that subjective? Some people might like that. No, because a kick in the no, a kick in the face. I think like you're just gonna take the average. We're on, we're in a law firm here. Yeah. Okay. What 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 guides the law? What guides the law? The reasonable laws. No. Other laws. Well, interpretation of law. What guides it? The reason. Other laws. Th- that's you're saying that because you have a problem with, with the law. With law, but no, it's it's the it's the reasonable person. The reasonable person is determined by how other judgments have understood the reasonable person. Okay, but it's, it's all a, circular. No, okay, but it's it's a starting point. I think if you speak to any most people yeah. and you say, think of the reasonable person. Don't think of the exceptional person. Think of what the, the reasonable person would do or would value in this situation. That's why it's not controversial in law. If someone kicks you in the face and you take an action, a claim against him, you're on good ground. If someone like you were to take an action against someone and say, that Latino gangster outfit, yeah. uh, I deserve reparations, my values have been violated, you're on shaky ground. The reasonable person okay. wouldn't necessarily agree with you. But so you are beyond you. You are in the, you're a marginal person. You're some. You're you're beyond reason. Reevaluate. But I'm not expecting Danny to fit to to change for me. I just didn't. No, but you Well, you robbed Danny of 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 really you know a pre, you know of of savoring his costume. He, was, he got great effects of he, it. He did, but he was revisiting it in our conversation, and 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 you just got into this tizzy, and 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 then it became about David's discomfort and David's. Lack of, uh, of, of, uh, how would I put it? Of, of, um, uh, of humanity. You come across as someone that doesn't like the flesh. You come across as somebody that's, again, antiseptic. I gotta like it. I gotta like a Latino gangster. Like, I'd like to. You don't have to like it, but you don't have to get so fucking worked up. I just didn't speak to him for the rest of the party, whatever. So that's the whatever. You didn't speak to a guy who you respect is a good friend of you, because it was, I mean... No, I did speak to him. I told him I didn't like it. Okay, but don't we both agree? I mean, that guy, that fucker who wrote on the Facebook page today, yeah, right? Yeah. He was offended by your molesting jokes. Yeah. You and I are allies. 
in saying that this guy is a fucking jerk. He's a fucking self-important idiot because he, he enjoys... There are certain people out there who enjoy being offended. You know what I'm saying? Okay. There are certain people who search to be offended by things. It gives them a sense of... Uh, of power that they that they are the arbiter of social norms, right? right. And these people are jerks. We follow them away in, in the jerk book. Okay. Okay. And I'm saying what you were doing there approaches that. Okay. That's let's put a pin in that. All right. Um. <laughs> uh, this next thing I think is probably gonna you know frame the rest of it. Um. This is uh, about you being. We've had a lot of discussions about this, and I've teased about it before, I think. I've already alluded to it, your, your self-presentation, right? And it's not about your self-presentation, per se, your, okay. this, this kind of uh, uh, hobo chic thing. Okay. It's about your, um, your bohemian thing. I mean, oh, bohemian, well, yeah, bohemian, it fits. You're also an artist, yeah, bohemian. Okay. And anti-materialist uh, thing about you. Uh, ultimately, what I'm trying to say is that I, I feel uh, that you're a class traitor. <laughs> really? You're a class traitor. I'll never, I'll never forget when it first came up, and and I've shared this conversation with other people close to me, my father mm -hmm. and uh, my therapist, because um, the conversation, uh, I guess, touched something in me. We were at a bar once, and you were, I think, um, at the point. I don't think you had started your articling. I think you had. I think you had done all the, um, the interviews with the big firms at that point. Okay. Um, as far as I understood, you did, you did quite well, well enough in McGill to at least get your foot in the door for the sure. interviews. Yep. And you were, I think you were in a searching place, and you were talking about the sincere joy that you get from comedy, and that this is something you'd like to do. Mm -hmm. And we're on this, this, this spiel about the law world being full of, XYZ about uh, people being phonies, workaholics, um, people who are not your people. Okay. You know, materialist, um, unthinking phonies, the whole Holden Caulfield routine that okay. you. Yeah, yeah. Well, wow, that's a nice, that's a very generous <laughs> interpretation. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I, I like you. And you're going on about this. And, uh, and, and again, and, and you were saying this because I said to you, because at that time, um, I believe that I was still in bar school. I failed bar school. I'm not sure if where I was exactly in my, my career path, whatever it was, but I was still committed to this right. as, as a life choice, as a career path. And, um, and, I, and I told you that, you know, David, um, it's, uh, you're decadent, I think is what I said to you. I said that there's something um, um, really self-centered about what you're telling me. You're telling me that you had the opportunity and the brains and the ability to get this law degree from, from a very good school to do quite well, well enough, mm -hmm. and, uh, and you refuse it because you'd rather go up on stage and just shit on the audience by okay. talking about, you know, you know, cum shopping girls' faces and raping boys and... Genocide jokes. It's not and you're really shitting on them. It's also trying to like, you know. I'm glad you admitted that. Educate. That, okay, that's 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 more that's more that's more endearing. <laughs> <laughs> no, but at least you admitted that that's that's a component is shitting sure. on them. Okay, well, fucking with them. Fine, whatever. Choose your words. Okay, it's different. And uh, and and I and, and I really felt this um 
Yeah, yeah, the two work class trader. I said, look, you know, David, noblesse oblige. Okay, Can you define that for me. It means that when you're of noble origin, which mm-hmm. I'm using that playfully because we're both, I guess, of <laughs> of good stock, a uh, good stock. Okay, as in we're both of. Uh, Bourgeois parents, professional parents. Uh, parents are bourgeois. Okay, uh, but the professionals, yeah, professionals making okay. you know make a good living, middle class. Sure. Every, everyone thinks they're middle class. So I always resist the expression, but okay. whatever it is, we're of good origin. Let's just sure. say that, okay. and we're intelligent enough. We're not uh, incapable. Yeah, and so it's, it's it's we have an obligation to do the higher order things, to do things that are not the cheap and easy to. To really lift up society, that I know, and essentially what I'm trying to say oh is, oh my that, God, you believe this? Yeah, and I think that's what I was communicating to you at the time was that lawyers, there's something heroic. About what does this mean? Well, how is a lawyer heroic? You're leaning to, to lift up society. You said, what the fuck? What is society? Society, you have to go sustain the powers that be. You have to go and have like what? What are you doing that's so lofty by becoming a lawyer as opposed like as opposed to anything? First off, mm-hmm. and Okay. Why don't you just go do what you want if you're able to? Well, okay. I'll take I'll take those two points. What makes it heroic? Heroic, yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm being cute, but heroic. Why? We're jurists. We're obsessed with justice. That is the calling. Oh my God, that okay. is so blind. You're so blind. Okay, That's even what you believe. no. Well, okay. first of all, no. I can I can I can juggle multiple thoughts at the same time. Okay. So well, part I'm of sorry, it. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's sorry. okay. Don't be. Don't worry. I'm not, I'm not offended. Part of it is. Is bringing is is obsession with justice. We read all this fucking case law. We read all these fucking laws. We we always want to try to understand what the intention of of our our, our elected officials are to try to make a good society. And yeah. we are there to represent people to make sure that they they achieve some sort of justice. You're That's fun- part. Your function. Lawyers are functionaries in the legal system. That's it. They're like mechanics of the law. That's oh, it. So you, you wouldn't give any credit to the lawyers that brought Brown versus Board of Education or brought Morgenthaler or, or just recently I the striking down DOMA and striking I think down... What's more, you don't think these are heroic people? You I don't think, think what's that, more heroic is the people who are actually... Like, the, the lawyers are the agents. They're not the ones who actually are the driving forces behind these changes. You're a little detached when you say that, David. They're, I mean, I'm trying to bring it to things that are objectively social goods, not to get into any controversial things. I also think it's a good for a businessman to realize a claim against someone who screwed him over. Sure. Yeah, okay. it's not it's not nearly as romantic. Sure, but I'm using examples. I but think. What's are, wrong with forwarding? Okay, what's wrong with forwarding values either? You don't want art in the world. That's not heroic in the same in in whatever way. Similarly, it's 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 more indulgent. You're not. You're. You know. It, I think it, what you're. What look. I'm not trying to say that artists don't play a great important role, and that there's a lot of artists that deserve to be praised. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is that in your particular situation, yeah. Where you got this great degree, you had this op- you had the ability to do something that really is. Um, maybe I didn't have. Okay, maybe I didn't. Maybe I didn't have the temperament for it. It didn't work out for me. I wasn't. I wasn't the best lawyer. Okay. Well, that's not how you communicated it. You communicated as a value thing. And and, and I'm sorry. You know, you could talk about artists being important. And 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 what I'm about to say. I just want to make it clear. You know, I'm not saying this to be pleasing to you. Okay. I love your comedy. Okay. Thanks. You know, the first thanks. time I saw you. On stage, um, there was a whole new level of connection and admiration. Okay, and that guy sounds little, little, you know, uh, cheesy, but I mean that. Okay, so but while saying that though, there's still a part uh, that is. What is your contribution? I'm not trying. I'm just trying. My contribution. Okay. 
I don't look at it in terms of my contribution. I look at it in terms of what I want to do. How do I want to enjoy myself? I want to. I come into an office every day. I want to, I want to kill myself. Mm-hmm. Like I was fucking miserable. I was miserable. Mm-hmm. And so that was enough. Even if had I been doing wonderful, like you know, great things, it wouldn't have been enough to sustain me. And even then, was I contributing to the world so much more than the next article student? They were. They would have put in the seat. Am I contributing more by doing that than what I'm doing now? You were like, it's much, it's a much rarer contribution, whether good or bad, to do what I'm doing now than to, to be, to, for me to do the law that I would have done. Well, when you say that you were unhappy, depressed, uh, miserable when you were doing it, mm-hmm. like, get over it? This kind of was my reaction. That's, that's that, how, and I did by leaving. Uh huh. Okay. Well, I don't know if that's really a resolution. Like, I don't know if people, when they when they come up against something that makes them feel insecure, makes them feel unhappy. Yeah. That the the solution is more avoidance. I think that a more together person who has more, you know, intestinal fortitude, who 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 wants to get over it. Would really ride it out a bit more. No, people ch- people change their life circumstances. People move countries. They get divorced. Mm-hmm. They change jobs. They go to back to school. I wasn't convinced that you really exhausted the issue. I wasn't convinced. They didn't want me. What do you want? They kicked me out. What the hell was I supposed to do in that situation? They told me to stop what I was doing. Mm-hmm. What like what? Who's, the, the, who's there? Let, let's talk. What, what's identity? My employer said you have to stop doing the comedy you do, or else we're going to let you go. Okay. Okay. First of all, okay, I, and I don't know for for the listeners. They should know that David worked at the Department of Justice yeah. for his articling. Yeah. And, you know, he's always alienated. He was particularly alienated when he was there in general. But then his superiors found out about his comedy. No. Uh, no, you, no. You, you tell the story. Anyway, you know, I told, I told, and it's such an old story. I told him about this. They knew this day one. They knew it on day my application, my mm-hmm. resume, my interview. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, whatever I did became a conflict of interest because uh, a litigator for the federal government can't be can't be, you know, put on an act on stage saying these heinous, allegedly heinous things. Mm-hmm. And so they said, you can choose the job or you can choose the, uh, okay. the comedy. And right. look, maybe I got let go for my own, you know, lawyerly lack of, you know, confidence. Mm-hmm. But how the hell will you ever know this? Yeah, but uh, whatever the reason was, that's not the point I'm trying to make. The point I'm trying to make is that that's a particular situation that is not representative of the career. That it's like saying... I was I was dating this girl. Okay, I, I didn't li- I didn't like the sex, so I stopped having sex. Like, well, why don't you try out a few different girls, then come back to me, and then I'll be like, if you hate it every time. No, I hate it enough. I hate it enough at every single stage. Uh huh. Uh huh. So this is your. But and you so, think, so, you think I, I failed my class? Somehow. You failed your class. So what's the alternative? The alternative is cool. to is to let down mom, is to let down dad. It's to let down Toronto. Yeah. It's to let down Canada. Yeah. It's to let down. Uh, fuck, fuck them. If those, if their expectations for me are things that won't make me happy, what do I owe? What do I owe anyone else? Why did you go so far in it in the first Cause place? Because I'm a moron. Because I'm a fucking moron. That's why. Mm-hmm. And I can't. I can't go back to my mistakes. Well, I just think that what was might really be at play is what you just said. The fuck you. There, there's you. You have an aggression. No, I don't have an aggression. You have aggression. I don't have differences in, that you want to settle with with uh, the, the, the modern world. No, I don't. Modernity is no, too harsh not, for I'm sensitive not, David. I'm, I'm not defining myself in opposition to them. I'm saying this is what I want to do. Uh huh. Period. Right. The fact that you want me to do something else doesn't enter into it. 
if you keep imposing your values upon me, then you can go screw yourselves. But otherwise, I don't care. I mean, I have my self-doubt. It's nice. Like, look, you, you don't think it's, it's like a question? Like, it's, it's so, it's nice to have, you know, it's nice to have a secure job. Yeah. It's nice my to office, the office income. that we're in is quite beautiful. The listeners should know. It's yeah, a very, yeah, very, what you want? yeah, yeah, it's, it's a, a lot of good, good furniture. Yeah. Expensive, huge monitor, beautiful monitors on every desk and everything. T- tailored suits. Yeah, but so what? I don't want this. Uh huh. I like the money. Yeah, money's great. Yeah. Yeah, but is there not, other is ways it, of going about it? Is it not like partly just reactionary? Is it something that is? Is it really? Yeah, I think I think maybe projecting a little bit somehow. Maybe that's really presumptuous. But like these aren't my. That's not how I operate mm-hmm. at this point in time. Mm-hmm. I believe. Well, okay, well, let me then, fine, if that's your, that's your theory, let me just summon a bit more evidence just to really make my point. Okay. Another thing that, that disturbed me uh, about your value set, and that, again, I've, I've shared this conversation, when we were on that camping trip, uh-huh. you'll recall this, <laughs> discussion about children and having children. Right. Okay. The David... But all the, these things, sh- are, these are just views that don't accord with your worldview. Sh- these shouldn't offend you. Okay, but try to justify it to the listeners. Let them decide. Okay. Okay. David does not want to have children. That's not what I said. You, okay, well, what did you say? I said I wouldn't want to willfully bring about life. <laughs> well, I think that's what I said. Not really. What, uh, well, I would hope it would be with, with will, with intention. Why? You can accidentally bring about... So you, okay, well, that, that you're fucking, you're splitting hair, so you wouldn't mind accidentally bringing life into the world? That wouldn't be as bad. Well, it's like if I accidentally, you know, hit someone, that's not as bad as if I do it intentionally. Okay, but to you, it's on the bad scale. You don't want to have kids. I think we're not talking, I, I mean, we're talking, talking across purposes. I don't want to have, I, I, I question the, you, I question the bringing about of life. Okay, and, and let, let, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. I think the way that you articulated it, you're, you know, Dave is not a, a, an environmentalist with some sort of Malthusian bullshit in his no, mind no. or something. It's not about some sort of greater good that he doesn't want to bring because the world is too cruel or something. No, 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 no. I think what you said to me, I don't want the burden. Is that what I said? You said it, or you said it sounds burdensome. I don't see the self-interest. I don't see why <laughs> someone would want to have a kid. And we got into certain uh, an axiom. No, I can see why people want to have kids. Well, but when you in your well, you don't feel it. You can right. maybe identify other people. You don't feel it. Some people don't want kids. Sure, yeah, I don't want a kid at this moment. I don't want a kid. Well, right. that's not what you said. You said don't want kids. You didn't say like you know maybe in the future. I mean, everyone can change their mind. But you sure. felt you were really advocating for this. You were saying that you don't see, you don't really see it. And I think we butted up against some sort of axiomatic, you know difference between the two of us, because I didn't really know how to counter it. To me, what my mom makes up, just, I want to have children, to me, it's Why? Quite, well, to me, it's quite self-evident, so it's hard to justify. It's self-evident to me that it's, being, being an atheist, being someone who doesn't, more than atheist, I don't, I don't believe in a higher power, I don't believe in spirituality, I don't mm-hmm. think those mean anything, mm-hmm. I believe, I'm a humanist, really hardcore. Okay. But I still think that if I'm going to try to search for a meaning of life, I can't think of anything that, that comes closer than, than, than making another human being. It's a pyramid scheme. <laughs> you want you want to you want to get yours. You want to get back what you've given. That no no. Oh, wow. It's because I, I I mean this might sound a little pretentious, but I, I think I'm in love with humanity. I'm in love with the human project. I find it a very glorious enterprise to fashion another human being. That's so. I find I find it tremendous. I find it a tremendous calling. I think it yeah. summons summons our best instincts. I think that 
I think that there's also a legacy component, which you might say is more selfish. It all sounds pretty selfish a little well, bit. Do you want to create? You want to create another person? Well, you you know you're intelligent enough to know that self selfism as a as a, a counter argument is pointless. And altruism doesn't exist. Everything we do is in self interest. But there's a very different thing between being so selfish to the point where you're willing to create another point of self consciousness, as opposed to just acquiring another inanimate object, for instance. Well, let let it let it be said. I, I plan to be responsible to this life. <laughs> I don't plan. Well, you plan to you plan to raise it in the way you see, you see best. Well, what what else can I do? I impose mean, upon your own worldview. Well, what what else should I do? Should I impose someone else's worldview? Would I, I I arrive at my values and I want and I I've tested them out to me so far. I think they're the best. I would be responsible That's to fine, this human. But just acknowledge it's the, it's the absolute most selfish thing you can probably do. As opposed to what? what? I don't see that, you know, breathing is selfish. What kind of, it's not really, you're not, because you're using someone to such an extent that you're bringing them about. Jesus Christ. You, so you don't identify any, any, any noble uh, qualities uh, in your parents by having raised you, cared for you, to, uh, taken care of you when you were in times of need? You don't recognize any goodness in that? No, is that what you're telling me? Loving. No, that's not that's Well, that's, that's what you're suggesting. Thing. That's what you're suggesting. That's what I plan. I don't plan to raise David Hetty. But I mean, I planted to be. It's there. not about my. Look, it's not. It's not fair to bring it about my parents. Like it's. A, this is more like. A, well, not an, fair. That's what we're discussing. We're discussing raising children in parenthood. I think it was. I think that you do things because you want to do. You want to, you. You think you'll enjoy being a parent. You do them because you think you'll enjoy it. And I think it's really like, I have a joke now, basically, about how when a friend comes and tells me they're pregnant, mm-hmm. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. And I think that, really, you ought to wait like seven, eight years and turn to the kid and say, well, how do you feel about this? And then if they're happy, then you offer your congratulations. Otherwise, keep your fucking mouth shut. Because, mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. like, I don't know what their intentions are with this kid. I don't know why they're doing it. Are they doing it to keep the marriage good? Are they doing it for like tax purposes? Are they doing it well, what's the reasonable person? What's the reasonable person? What's their intention? If you just think about the reasonable most person, doesn't think. Wait, are you talking about reasonable or like the average person? Well, the reasonable person, someone who would present it a problem, will apply a uh, basic reasoning to it. They're not. They're not just. Yeah, it's, it, it overlaps with average, I guess. What do I care? What do I? What do I? What do I care? Well, no, because you're, well, you're just well, arguing that I don't. Because you're you're assuming, you're trying to find the marginal examples. You're like, well, maybe they're doing it for tax purposes. Maybe they're maybe they're doing it to molest Most the kid. Most people do it unthinkingly because they have nothing else in their lives. <laughs> they have nothing else they can think of doing. Uh-huh. any better. And this is like an obvious way of giving themselves meaning. Okay. It's the worst thing to so, do. So, I so, think so, to they, so you think that people have children because they're bored? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, and again, you're, you're always... You know, you're, you're saying yourself that the project, the, 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 the greatest project a person can have is to bring about another person. I think that's, I think that's, I think that's, that's, that's tenable. So incredibly circular. That you're saying life is meaningless unless you somehow... Well, I didn't, hey, I didn't say life is meaningless without. I just said I can't think of something greater than. So it doesn't mean that you can't have meaning in your life without okay. children. Okay, okay, okay. And also, you're playing debaters games here when you're saying that it's ultimately selfish. Again, everything is selfish. No. I don't see the point. Yes, but that is, that is the most selfish, again, because... You're bringing. You're actually creating something. Why don't we? Why don't we evacuate selfism from the discussion okay. and talk about just good and bad? Because you could talk about it's selfish to, to rape a child to get your rocks off. That's selfish. I thought about that as well. That's the one that the guy didn't like last night. That's right. That that's an, that's a cruel act of selfishness. Okay. And then there's <laughs> yeah, selfishness. Totally. You know, uh, Gandhi, a selfish guy. He was doing this to. I don't. I mean, not like I actually. <laughs> I, I think Gandhi was a jerk. 
but I mean, <laughs> someone who you admire, someone who caused a lot of, you know, brought a lot of good to the world, is doing it for selfish reasons as well because it's it, their motive. They're they're compelled to do it because it's their worldview. Because uh, right, so you know, so the, the selfism should not enter into the equation. It should be about you know, is it is it is it is it a good is it a good gesture? Is it a good good intentions? Anyways, all that to say, we could, yeah. we could carry this on. But okay. my point I'm trying to make is, I was trying to support the point about you being a class traitor. Uh huh. And this, I think my class allows for this type of behavior. Uh, it does. I I don't know. I think I I think you're I think you're you're. Oh, what your mom would think of that? I don't want to be... What do I care? What do I care? Uh-huh. I'm going to live my life in deference to my parents? No, I'm just talking about people that have been, that, that have been good, who have good values. Or so what do I owe them? You don't owe them. Well, how much, well I'm, I'm a traitor, right? So I owe them something, clearly. Well, because, I mean, it sounds trite, but power and responsibility... I mean, if you have, <laughs> if you have... <laughs> I'm glad you prefaced it and take, take, you, took, you took this thing off. It sounds trite. <laughs> Well, it's been overused, but if you have, that's why I meant my noblesse oblige, that's what I'm trying to say, and that is I'm trying to say that if you have the ability uh-huh. to, to, to bring this good into the world, if you have that opportunity... I bringing good into the world. By, 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 by making cum shock jokes. Yes. Okay. I mean, I find it wonderful, don't get me wrong, and I think you provide an outlet for society, I think you, people can, can live vicariously through what you're doing, and it brings them... Maybe uh, catharsis, but humor is good. Humor is good. good. Humor is good. It's just lesser than. It's just lesser mm, than. No, it's not. That's where the highest justice is. Higher than the law. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. We need. You're the useful idiot. You're the one who's going to point out to all of us mm. that the emperor has no clothes. Like we need you. We really need you in top shape, David. Yeah. You need people. You need people playing with value. Right. And and all and all those those lawyers that are slaving over. Uh, you know, into the night reading case law and trying to make sure that uh, people's houses aren't repossessed, that right. their children don't go into the custody of a nutcase. Or mm-hmm. These people are, you know, they're just functionaries. Kind of. Right. So class trader. I think that that's, that, that's your worldview. Look, I'm not going to change it. I think, uh, I think this is our... And look, and, and I'll, 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 admit, I'll admit in all this, I'll admit in all this, that, yeah, there's some projecting going on. There is part of me that's a tad... Uh, jealous that you kind of um, that you you had the cojones to 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 be a traitor. Okay. Uh, not not to say I, I feel wholly oppressed by my 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 career, my my choices, my life choices. There's some there's some oppression. I do feel somewhat. Okay. But um, so I'll I'll admit to that. I'll give you that. There's something where I feel like you know that fucker actually lifted the finger to what he's supposed to do. But okay. I still feel like you're going to get your comeuppance. What does that mean? That you're going to find out that um, that uh, chances are. I mean, I hope not. I hope not. I don't want to say that. Sounds like a nasty thing to say. No, but uh, I just mean that the, the chances of you having a good life. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it's so damning. It's like everything. Well, you're, you're, That's you're, all I have. You're going to be a childless. Um, low-income, bearded, hipster approach in his 40s. That's what you're, that's what, that's your road right now, David. No, that's, that's the road far off. Is it that far off? So you want to have what? You want to have, like, not know your kids? You want to have an ulcer? And you want to have a country home you never go to and all these things? And... I think, you know, my, my worst-case scenario is a bit more likely than your, your worst-case scenario for me, but you just <laughs> Okay, I think I'm a bit more accurate in terms of projecting. I'm not Nostradamus, but I think that 
I think most people, and I think that's the insecurity that people, that you detect other people have, your own class members have when they look at you, that they're projecting that. They're looking at you in the eyes and being like, okay, he's, he's an oversensitive intellectual and, you know, we wish him well. Are you? Pardon? You? No, no, I'm talking me. about you. Okay. I'm talking about you. That people might look at you and think there's a guy who's, yeah, you know, a sensitive soul and who's, you know, has got that bohemian artistic thing. Right. But, um, you know, wait till he finds out. Wait till he finds out that, uh, that this whole anti, that, that it's, that it's, it's less than what your what your choice. Your Look, choice you gotta try. You gotta try something. You're gonna venture. You gotta venture. Sure. You gotta. You gotta. You're gonna have to. I say fine. Venture all you want, but how, how old are you now? How old are you? Thirty-one. Thirty-one years old. Yeah. You know why? Why? <laughs> well, obviously, you know why. But yeah. Because you. Because all this time was spent halfway. Halfway. Mm-hmm. Had I given it more time, trying out law more, then then we have this conversation three years from now. Then what would be what would be the use? Well, I mean, yeah, I, I hope I hope the search is fruitful. I hope that you, it, 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 you carry on. I mean, <laughs> it, it just, and, and again, in terms of grievance, to, to bring this all kind of back, I, uh, I, I don't know, again, if I've really satisfied the, the intention of the show. Right. Um, <clears throat> I know that these things come to mind when I think about things that, that, that disturb me about you. And uh, these things come to mind. And, um, you know, well, we're all, we're all going to, End up where we're where we're headed. That's also tried. But like, yeah, granted, granted. I uh, sort of like um, <laughs> you know, it's uh, it is what it is. But uh, I think uh, I think that about wraps it up. Right. And otherwise, um, I still think uh, yeah, I, I think you're great. I want you to continue I, uh, being part of my Daniel. my story. Oh, there's one minor thing. Okay. And this is super fast. Yep. Uh, you're a mooch. You're kind of moochy. Am I? In, in, a, in a very, no, I'm not trying to say it. No. How do I, uh, how, oh, the, um, I don't think there's ever been, there have been few interactions that I've had with you where there's not some sort of uh, favor that you impose um, on on me. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, don't get me wrong, I mean, think, I, again, I'm happy to do it. And I like, in fact, I often volunteer. I don't think you know this. You came, in, you came into this office. I'm happy to feed you. You offered me, you I, offered I did. me stuff. I did, but I'm also kind of cutting you off. Like I'm kind of like meeting you before it comes out. I'm also like, oh right, there's that guy David who. Daniel, come on! I mean, you work in this law firm, and you're paying for you're paying for the scotch, you're paying for the yogurt. Well, it's not just okay. Oh, so okay, so there's an entitlement to to to, to things. No, that, but that, it's like I still have administration over these things. Look, when I, I decide I, to give them to you, I wish that I had more to to give to. To share with people. That's mm-hmm. a thing. That's something that's not a nice thing about this very impoverished way of living. Mm-hmm. Like sincerely, that's one of the worst things. Mm-hmm. And I don't like the fact that oftentimes, yeah, I don't like the fact that um, you know my friends are able to help me out more than I am, I am them. Mm-hmm. But like, I remember when I was I was working, and I I think I was happy to like, you know. Be more, be more generous, and, and and cover the drink with a friend who wasn't doing very well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not an expectation. Um, no, but it, it, yeah, but it's just it's a recurring thing, and it does expose the the deferential the the um uh, the chasm uh, between uh, the materialist things that you don't less to offer. It does it kind of expose it every time, and it's funny. Um, I mean, just you've called me. I remember one time you called me out of nowhere asking about um. 
a, a mattress or something that you needed. I think when you were like moving, a store, like a store something at your place. There was something that's storing something at my place, which is which is fine. It's a banal. It's just on felt. It's pretty. You know, it's mundane. But there are other things. It kind of it builds up. You know, it's a, it's, it's okay. a thousand little paper cuts, and that doesn't say wounds me. I just I noticed it. Is it bad? Is it like you're like this is one of the things you like me more than others? Well, I'm I'm happy to oblige. I think I think I think you detect warmth whenever yeah, yeah. we have these transactions, and they're always one way. You always kind of there's like even yesterday when you were getting ready for your comedy show, you know, you email me, you printed something. Yeah, but you, you, yeah, you email me your 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 outline for your comedy, and then you're like the subject line was one sided, please explanation ex, exclamation point. Yeah, uh, it was plain. You know, it was cute. Why? Well, because. You know, you just could have you could have just told me. You also in front of me when you emailed it to me. You could have just said, "Okay, oh, print it one sided." What? That was just a playful thing. That I can't believe you interpreted the one sided message. I, well, on its own, I agree. But I mean, in in a, in a larger context of of when we went on that camping trip, I don't think you brought anything besides like a. No one brought anything that camping that's trip. That's not true, Danny, and and Danny and myself both bought you things. You both we, live in Montreal. I don't live here, so I came here on the bus for whatever to do some stand up or something. We would go for a weekend, like. It's more like I come to, you know, if you were to come to, if you were to be on the road in Toronto and come to mm-hmm. my office and you'd have to print something, it'd be no problem. Mm-hmm. Like, I sort of, you know, that's... I don't want you to be shy to ask going forward. I don't want to encourage that. I just wanted to identify it. And, yeah, and then, because you know where it mostly came up? It came up in this one time. Um, and that's when I felt, I felt bad. Because, again, I, I do love you. It came up in this moment when we were at dinner uh-huh. with Danny, his girlfriend, <laughs> And this other girl, uh, Laurence. Okay. Okay. And and, and they we're all we're all lawyers, you know. We're all lawyers. Laurence yeah. works at a big firm. Okay. Cristal, Danny's girlfriend, works at a big firm. Right. Both very intelligent, high achievers. Yeah. Uh, Danny also is a lawyer. Yeah. We're all lawyers. We're at this dinner in um, whatever in the plateau, and uh, you were there, and I think we were ordering drinks. And I didn't want an appetizer. You remember this? Yeah. I don't know, but there are two things. They were not only not wanting an appetizer. I mean, in general, you were you were kind of looking at the cheapest stuff on the menu. It was clear that there was like a budget concern. Yeah. But it was particular that I think you we were ordering drinks, and you decided I'm going to go to the depender across the street to get like a, a, a sort of personal little tiny wine gl- bottle. Okay. Well, for later for a party or something. It wasn't to eat drink at the dinner table. At the restaurant, come on. You, you, you know, you might be right. You might be right. I'll give you that. But the point was, uh, there was some sort of comment about not wanting to buy the drink, it being too expensive. And Cristal made a comment, yeah, uh, ribbing you uh, about that, right? And and you wouldn't let it go. Well, I thought it was hurtful. It was a hurtful comment. You think that I want to? You, I want to go. Like I want to see my friends. I'm in town for two nights or whatever. Mm-hmm. I want to see my friends, and then I simply cannot afford to like eat like that each night mm-hmm. and like if i'm there and you're eating your your salad and i'm not like fucking accept that like just take it okay like what like i'm like when next time we go out i mean what if what if circumstances change we're gonna go to a place that she can't afford and i'm gonna expect her to just think to to to, to sacrifice herself for that no i'm i want to have her company there Okay, but, but you're okay. Sure, you're right. No, no. All that said, yes, objectively, it's not, it's not nice. Not nice to make fun of someone who's who has uh, on a limited budget, yeah. has less than. Of yeah. course, yeah, you're you're right. But I think at the same time, most jokes have a uh, component that you you know of of teasing of of, of sort of uh, 
scratching something that makes people uncomfortable. And that's the essence of humor, I think, partly, is to... Styles wasn't a joke. She wasn't making a joke. She was saying, you should order something. You should, like, you have to order, you have to order something. We cannot sit here... And you cannot do this. This is in. But improper. she was saying no. She was saying in a shticky, cute, no, she wasn't. funny manner. No, she wasn't. I, I had think no. no. Well, I, I had a conversation afterwards, and this is like part of her principles. Like, so she was raised. Every person gets it if every person is doing this. Uh huh. And like, I mean, I guess. Her, well, look, we're, we're we're remembering it differently. Her delivery was was not nasty, from my memory. Her delivery was quite socially appropriate. Uh, but your reaction was, and your reaction was, you were you were irate. You were. Very unhappy about it. Obviously, you're insecure. You know, what an irate. I was offended. I was very, offended. Uh, deeply offended. Yeah, you, okay. So you just admitted you were deeply offended. And, um, yeah, and, and I, felt, I felt kind of bad. I felt kind of, you know, bad, uh, bad for you. And, in fact, in that moment, I guess I'll just wrap up on that. Okay. In that moment, um, I think that's um, part of what I... No one likes to be pitied. Uh, and I don't, I don't pity you. I think you're... you're, you're you're together. Okay. You're smart. You you you're better than most. I I have less pity for you than I have for most everybody. Right. And I'm all. I also self pity at the same time. Let me be humble. But uh, I think that you're a very smart, capable guy, and that you're not achieving in the way that people who are less smart and less able are. And again, achievement. Yeah, let's let's problematize what achievement is. Mm-hmm. But that, that moment, you were not able, you didn't have the ability to even partake in that. In that. Yeah, but these things... And, it's, and that's the tragedy. It's it, kind of like, you know, I mean, it's, it, it can, it's going to sound pretentious again. It, might, it always reminds me of that, that Ginsburg's howl, you know, greatest minds of my generation, you know, on the midnight streets, praying for a fix. I mean, not to say you're, you're, you're an a, addict. You're not an addict, you're not a beatnik, you're not, but... There's something about this, this this pain I feel when I look at you, where I see a sensitive, intelligent person that is not achieving in in a way that mm-hmm. other people who are more douchey do. And oh, what is it? What is what is it about this social configuration that does not permit a guy like Hetty to thrive? So I don't know who to blame. <laughs> whether it's you, <laughs> that's or, very sweet. Okay. Well, I mean, uh, I'll try to figure it out. That's the whole idea. I'll try to figure it out. No, it's a process. Time. It's a process. It's a long process. Can I get a hug? I'm on this? Alright. Thank you. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Alright, so that was the end of the talk. Or that was the talk with me and Daniel. Um, I, I don't know. I enjoyed, enjoyed it very much. Um, my stomach is feeling a little bit better now, which is also nice. Uh, this whole notion of being a class trader, I find so laughable. I find it so ridiculous. I really think a lot of what Daniel was saying was him projecting, and I know it's not a nice thing to to say this when he can't come and defend himself, but I, I mean, I, I know that he has struggled, or I believe that he has struggled with his decision to, you know, to pursue a life in law, which is perfectly fine, but I just think that to say to do anything else would be to be, I don't know, wronging my parents. I mean, for Christ's sake, like, this, it, I can't believe how much is so, such a perverse way of looking at the world. Um, at the same time, though, he says, when he say that 
the chances of you having a good life, you know, are are are, are marginal. And like that, that was the harshest criticism. Like one of the, few, the harshest I've received, I think, about a criticism is just like this this terrible sort of fate. Like he's like an elderly Eastern European woman who's cursed me, or something like this. But I think life's a process. At the same time, I mean, I mean, you know, material wealth is. Look, I had a thought last night that if I were to get a get a terminal illness this week, would my life decisions be more vindicated or less or not at all? And I, even then, I think I would have done things. We, you know, you can die at any time. Look, I think that I, I, I think that it's not for. No, actually, no. I still have a stomachache. It's still hurting. Um, but I just want to say that I really do feel as though a lot of what Daniel said was him projecting his own sort of insecurities. Uh, because these, these ideas that, of like, that it should, it should wrong him, it should, it should upset him so much that I, you know, say that I don't want to have children, or that he thinks I'm a class traitor, like, these are things which shouldn't offend like, these are just life choices that are different than my having owed him something and, and, and wronged him in a, in a more meaningful sense. Um, and I guess lastly, I really feel this notion of the reasonable person is a bit of... Well, it's... it's yeah, I guess it has its use in, in, in law, but it doesn't mean that... You can't go off and, 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 and do strange things because the reasonable person also refers to community standards, community values, and what you know what what the reasonable people think is obscene or is fair or is is you know is unreasonable violence or is funny or things like this. And all these are extra legal values that are created by people who go off and do strange things, like write books and, you know, join a circus and, and create and create. And it's such a weirdly like self-serving thing to talk about, but it's just the fact of the matter. And the law operates by catching up to society's values. The law is totally reactionary. It's, it, 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 and that's it. And this <laughs> is the conclusion of this episode of I Have a Problem with David Hedy. Thanks very much. Bye.